want the creme de la creme, the chad de la chad. Ready? You have the cameras rolling. Celebrating Feliz Navidad, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Holy Days. You dig? Happy Holy Days from the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Alright? Yeah. Let's get it. Jersey, Judah, and it's finally Friday, guys. I just got some good news. By the way, it's 5.25 p.m. I got to work at 1.30 to start early because everybody's leaving early. So I can leave early, but not just early. I get to leave an hour early. So instead of leaving at 8, wait, instead of leaving at 9.30, I'm going to be leaving at 8.30. So I got to keep that in mind. 
I still got a few things that I got to do here at this job, but nothing too major. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, happy holiday, everybody. Jersey, Judah, and I'm back. With another episode. Another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. So, uh, let me spark this joint real quick. Hold on a second. Let me spark a joint. So, this morning, I did something this morning slash afternoon, but because everything was going on at once, I didn't have time to upload it. And I honestly didn't feel that it was worthy to really upload like that. So, I deleted it. So now I'm going to do something fresh. I'm going to make sure this is uploaded to y'all by the end of today. But, man, it we're finally here, man. Uh, I just found out a couple hours ago that I still I got to come in next Wednesday and Thursday. Is that what they said? Yeah, next Wednesday and Thursday. So I still got Monday and Tuesday off. So that's a what? Uh, sun, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, four day weekend coming up for the holidays. Not too shabby, not too bad. I still got some money in my pocket, but I have to spend all that on gifts. So this holiday really kind of, you know, grateful to be alive. But other than that, uh, you know, it's one of those times. Um, anyway, uh, briefly, once again, the content creators, well, actually, I got to find this out because I forgot I didn't save. I didn't upload last episode. So we'll figure this shit out as we go along. We got some things to go over. Just know that it's a jam packed episode. I really don't have that much time. So I'm going to really try to keep this shit like under an hour and 30 minutes, maybe an hour and 40 max. Because like I said, I still have some shit I got to finish up here. And rather than having to wait until I have to leave, I can just leave when I'm done. So I want to do this in perfect timing. So we got lefties losing it. Shout out to Sky News Australia, uh, a video called Boss Chick IG Models or let me see. Hold up. In 2024. Okay. O'Shea Duke Jackson. Uh, female teachers found sexually assaulting students. I have no idea where that's from. And how modern women in 304 took L's 2023. Jam-packed. Uh, four minutes here, nine minutes, 13, 16. We got about under 20 minutes. Matter of fact, hold on. Something else I wanted to add as well. If I can find it, that's if I didn't delete it. I could have deleted it. That is a strong possibility. No, I still got it. Yeah, I got um, NBC News. Matter of fact, we'll go through that first. If y'all can remember, actually, you know what? And what is this instrumental even doing on this playlist? This is the shit that bothers me. This fucking phone. So... 
On top of all that, we also have women pray for good men, dismiss, wait, women pray for good men, dismiss them, and chase the bad boys. Then we got long friend of Diddy Accuser, um, and that is Tiffany Red talking about Diddy, a good friend of Cassie, songwriter of Cassie, as well, talking about the issues. That's from NBC News. Uh, matter of fact, let me just go through this briefly. I had this saved. Something I have to do for now on. Just so I don't seem like a thief. Like, I, I give people credit. Um, reset relationships. Sky News Australia. Fox News. Okay? NBC News and O'Shea Duke Jackson are responsible for the content of this episode. And without further ado, I'll start off with Lifetime Friend of Diddy. We'll go with the NBC News. We'll deal with the news shit first. That's what we'll deal with. In fact, I don't even think I have Fox News on here. But anyway, um, NBC News going over uh, Tiffany Red. Um, then we got Lefties Losing It with Sky News Australia, O'Shea Duke Jackson. And then we'll go on from there. Without further ado, let's get it. Music mogul and rapper Sean Diddy Combs has faced four different lawsuits in recent weeks alleging sexual assault and abuse, all of which he has denied. The first of those came from singer Cassie Ventura, known as Cassie, who accused Combs of sexual abuse and sex trafficking during the decade they were together. NBC's entertainment correspondent Chloe Malas spoke exclusively to a longtime friend of Cassie's who said she witnessed some troubling incidents. Chloe? Good evening, Ellison. Singer songwriter, activist Tiffany Red had been working with Cassie on an album when she first met Diddy and says that she witnessed him verbally abusing her friend. Following Cassie's settlement with Diddy, Red penned an open letter in Rolling Stone about her experience. She spoke to me about the events that she says traumatized her. I don't think people understand what it's like to be traumatized by somebody famous and rich because you can't get away from them. Tiffany Red has written for the likes of Zendaya, Jason Derulo and Jennifer Hudson. In 2015, she became friends with Cassie while writing songs for her album. At that point, Cassie and Diddy had been together for nearly eight years. In a lawsuit Cassie filed last month, she detailed the abuse she says Diddy committed, including physical assault. Red says although she did not know about the alleged physical assault while working with Cassie, she did witness verbal abuse on more than one occasion, one of which took place during Cassie's 29th birthday in 2015. Red says Diddy showed up at karaoke, where Cassie and a group of friends were celebrating. So he had her back into the corner, and he was like cussing her out with his hand in, his fit in her face. Later that night, Red, who was staying at Cassie's home, says she awoke to screaming. Oh, he's standing in the like living room area, and she's there, and he was like emotional singing there you are and i just was like oh he's talking to me and i remember like i don't know if you know his what his <coughs> sounds like but like i felt like i was in the presence of his monster inside and i remember like looking in his eyes and i said to him what did y'all do because i could see that she was like really sedated that was the first time i ever seen her like high before and then he says tell your girl she wants some birthday so uh, wow Wow. All right. So number one, something that is interesting to note is that she claims to be Cassie's close friend. 
And it's the first time she's seen Cassie high before. If you were listening to this episode or if you're listening to the episode beforehand when I went over the Diddy files and the Diddy files continues and finishing off the Diddy files, 35 page document going through the cycle of drug use, obsessive alcoholism in order to get through the traumas of the freak off. How is it? And this is just me. I'm not saying this woman's lying or nothing. How is it that she's just seeing Cassie high for the first time if they were close friends? And we were like, well, I mean, he's saying this to me and I'm like, well, she doesn't have to have sex with you if she doesn't want to. He was upset. Like, you know, I guess that she didn't want to do with him whatever she whatever he wanted. I don't know. I don't feel like I could advocate for myself in that moment. Like I realized like, oh, this guy is dangerous. Red says it was only a few months ago that Cassie told her what was really going on that night in 2015. That it all stemmed from the music executive wanting her to take part in what he called a freak off against her will. <laughs> what did Cassie tell you about these freak offs? You know, that he would hire these like sex workers and like they would have you know sex with her or whatever and he would watch and tell them what to do in her lawsuit cassie alleges she was forced to participate in freak offs throughout her relationship with diddy red learning recently one horrific detail from cassie she told me the only time he was willing to do anything or work on her music go through any um plans any of that was when she had a freak off so jesus christ I know. Crikey. I know. All right, this is sick. You know, <coughs> there's something else that I want to point out. Sort of like the patterns of an abuser, right? So, Diddy is already a man of power, especially to Cassie. Cassie's 19 when she meets Diddy, gets involved in, with Diddy, I think, at 21. Diddy at that time is 41. Wait, 19. When Cassie was 19, Diddy was 37. Okay, two years. No, Diddy is 39. And Cassie is 21 when they start um, dating. Diddy is a master manipulator. So Diddy shows all of the riches, right? Shows all of the jewelry, showers her with gifts. She was talking about receiving bracelets, sometimes even during the freak offs. So that she can continue doing it, knowing that it's a part of her work. It's a psychological game that Diddy plays. You know what I'm saying? So how powerful a man can be with notoriety and reputation and money to where he could coerce a woman to do such heinous acts. Some people will say, well, she wasn't held hostage. But then again, if you went over to the files, if you went over the documents, 35 page documents, she kind of was held against her will. You know what I mean? She tried to leave on several occasions 
Diddy and as the document says, his quote networks end quote were the ones to trace her down and convince Cassie to go back to Diddy where Diddy will continue to abuse her. This is a vicious cycle. All of our music, all my work. To find out that like, I spent all these years writing these songs for him to, to rape my friend to. Wow. Like, is just disgusting. In the lawsuit, Cassie detailed the physical abuse she says Diddy committed, including an instance where she was put in a hotel room for days to heal. Red says Cassie recently told her about Diddy giving her a black eye before the premiere of her 2016 film, The Perfect Match. I remember one time her telling me that I think it might have been The Perfect Match, that, that movie that she was in, and she told me that she had a black eye under her makeup. Do you believe Diddy is a dangerous person? Yes. I do. Why? I mean, look at his rap sheet. An attorney for Cassie declined to comment. Diddy's attorney did not respond. In 2015, Diddy was arrested on three counts of assault with a deadly weapon and other charges for allegedly beating up his son's football coach. Yikes. Prosecutors declined to file felony. Shout out to academics. He went through that. That shit was funny. Any charges related to that arrest. 24 hours after Cassie filed her lawsuit, she and Diddy announced that they had reached an undisclosed settlement. Combs released a statement saying, we have decided to resolve this matter amicably. I wish Cassie and her family all the best. His lawyer adding that the settlement was, quote, in no way an admission of wrongdoing. I mean, I just feel like it's PR. <laughs> he settled because he doesn't want to go to court. Diddy's music career spans three decades, including three Grammy Awards and the creation of Bad Boy Records, representing artists from Mary J. Blige to the late notorious B.I.G. In September, he was awarded MTV's Global Icon Award. But since the allegations surfaced, Hulu scrapped a reality series about his family, and the Recording Academy said they are considering to rescind his invite to this year's Grammys. You know, I think a lot of people, especially in, my, in, in the black community, are, you know, I've seen the narrative of, like, you know, they just trying to take a black man down and it's just like that's not what this is about that's not what this is about this is about accountability and and um a reckoning like that's just the bottom line as for what justice looks like i think justice looks like diddy being behind bars and i also think that justice looks like everybody getting retribution for all of the things, the amount of therapy, like I just said, all of my, all of the moments, the time, like these are our careers. And Chloe is back with us now. You hear her saying justice looks like Diddy behind bars. Is there a possibility that could still happen? Where does the criminal case stand? So Cassie filed her federal civil suit here in New York. And the NYPD has come out and said that there is no investigation into Diddy right now. Now, that doesn't mean that the district attorney of Manhattan isn't looking into something or perhaps investigations going on behind the scenes. But publicly, on the record, no such investigation has been confirmed. And also there have been other lawsuits of some women coming forward with other similar accusations and allegations. And who knows if others might come forward as well. Remember, the Adult Survivors Act is set to expire at the end of this month in the state of California. And we know that Diddy, that is where he has primarily, primarily resided. So you never know if others might come forward between now and the new year. And you spent so much time talking with Tiffany. And you can tell, even watching that back, not being in the room with her, that 
she has been so deeply impacted by what she says she witnessed. She has been able to sort of take this and turn it in a way, right? Can you explain that? So she calls herself an activist, right? She's not just a singer, songwriter um, who's worked with so many stars, like I mentioned, Zendaya. I like how she said it. She calls herself an activist. Watch what watch the details in this. I'm going to explain to you why this doesn't sound good in this situation. Aya, Jason Derulo, Cassie, you know, she is somebody that has started an organization called the 100 Percenters. And that's, she says, comes from the fact that she always gives 100 percent. And this is about advocating for equal pay and fair rights for those who are both artists and writers and music producers and helping also get them out of archaic music contracts. So she has turned her tragedy and her trauma into something positive. But she said that speaking out to NBC news speaking out to us has helped her heal and she also wants to stand up for her friend cassie and validate what's in that lawsuit all right so a couple things to mention number one um the activism thing you know equal pay what does that sound like to you an activist a female activist you know, sounds like a feminazi. I'm just saying. Um, but her speaking out, you know, you know, this was already an article in Rolling Stones uh, called "A Letter to Diddy" that y'all should look up. It goes a little bit more into detail of what she was talking about with her experience dealing with Diddy momentarily as a uh, close friend and songwriter of Cassie. So. There's that crazy shit, you know, I do find because I was listening to a, a couple people. I'm not going to mention them, but I was listening to one person a couple days ago talking about the Diddy situation. And, you know, I, I don't want it, it. It shouldn't be more like comical. Like, yeah, I mean, for a humiliation you know, for the man doing what he did. Like, yeah, there is some funny jokes about it, but it really shouldn't be a laughing stock like that, especially when, you know, there's potential more victims possibly. And who knows if, if it's Diddy, then who else can it be? You know, if it's Diddy, then who else can it be? It's it got to be other people in the industry that's doing the same shit. There was rumor about R. Kelly having the parties. And you see R. Kelly, what does he wear? What did he wear in a lot of the videos? A mask, right? Think about it. Just saying. But let's move on. Lefty's losing it. Shout out to Rita Penny. Sky News Australia. Lefty's losing it once again. Let's go to an important question now. Have you decolonized your veganism, you racist monsters? products are unethical because I use leather or people messaging me asking me to use vegan leather instead. And y'all, please stop. It is not more sustainable or ethical to use plastic over indigenous processed deer hide. If you want to live a life filled with environmentalism, then you need to look towards indigenous people, practices, and products. The vegan movement is so focused on the no animal rule that they're forgetting just how racist they're being. 
What the hell? Very important, very important to be decolonizing your veganism every day. Now let's hear from this a totally sane and sensible soul. This trans activist just wants to stab people. What could go wrong? Not to be like overly dramatic or anything. Can we just start stabbing transphobes at this point? Like we have such a big problem of transphobic people being f***ing idiots and not getting their shit kicked in. Can we just start kicking their shit in? It would be so much easier for everyone. Every the entire world would be so much better if we could just stab a transphobe. Funny thing is, like, and this this proves everything that people on the right say about a lot of these gay people and trans people. They're more violent than the people who are transphobic. The people who are transphobic just don't want nothing to do with y'all. They're not out here really making threats or stabbing motherfuckers. But count on the trans person, right? Threatening to stab transphobic people, right? You would give a person, and I, and I, hey, if you feel that way, go out there and try it. Try it with the biggest target first. That way, when you get annihilated and they hand you your life, in a fucking garbage can, in a garbage bag, you learn your lesson. Because, see, this is bullshit. And, and, and motherfuckers like this, transformers like this and shit, they're not going to have any consequences. Ain't nobody going to try to cancel them. Oh, this is free speech. <laughs> Say something transphobic, you get stabbed. The world would be beautiful. Right. Crazy. Let's hear more about gender euphoria, or to be more accurate, mocking women. Does that give me gender euphoria, but it gets increasingly more unhinged doing housework. There's just something that's so mommy-coded about destroying a mountain of dishes or, like, crisply folding laundry. Beating men. Not, like, physically beating men, but, like, winning against men in, like, sports or a video game or life itself. Also, the color green. I understand that colors don't have gender, but a good green, that's just for the girls, babe. Next, I'm gonna have to say crying. Before I transitioned, I was one of those girls-boys who, like, never cried. And now it's everyday, like, clockwork. And honestly, what is girlier than sobbing? You know what? <coughs> I got to agree with the green thing. Green has never been a favorite color of mine besides money. There's not. I have a work shirt that's green. And the only reason why I wear it is because it's a work shirt. You know what I mean? Um, green is really like a certain green looks good on women. Don't matter what color. There's a shade of green that looks beautiful on a woman, especially like a green bikini or like, you know, sort of that green. There's something about the color green that looks good on women that doesn't really look that great on men. Pause. Uncontrollably. Time to check in with the far left activists of Get Up who have some thoughts on nuclear power. Oh, Jesus. We've already seen a handful of nations here at COP28 pledge to nuclear energy by 2050. Not cool, guys. Literally. We've all seen Homer Simpson working at the nuclear plant, right? Or Chernobyl or Fukushima? Thankfully, the Albanese government refused to sign. They were really quoting Homer Simpson in that series. Oh, wow. Uh, left is losing it about law and order while being racist and incoherent. Well, must be a day ending in Y. 
and a Hispanic looking cop, a white cop, and a black cop, and you guys yelled another black cop, and you guys yelled cops and clan go hand in hand. How does that work? Do you know how that works? <laughs> Me neither. Cops are racist, the clan is racist, and that's all the more we have to say. Cops are racist. Based on these cops, not these cops. We don't have any more to say. Yeah. You too? I mean, yeah, this is a common argument, and it's been like this since day one, right? All right, people say cops are racist. Do I think cops are racist? Not necessarily. Do I think cops are prejudiced? Yes. Do I think cops are paid to um, observe and report? Remember that. Observe. They make judgments off of their observations. A lot of times they're right. A lot of times they're not right. A lot of times they they do lock the wrong niggas up. This happens a lot. Um, But being a black person, realizing how a lot of black cops are, it really is just a dislike for police. It has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with race. We don't have any more to say, but they always do, don't they? And, and that's always the whitest dude or girl who's spewing that rubbish on behalf of us brown and black folk. Uh, now I've got something for you, a little bit, bit special. This isn't a lefty losing it. In fact, it's, it's the opposite. It's someone who used to be off the left, and I think they've had their eyes opened. And what Joe Rogan says here Uh-oh. is uh, oh, it's worth listening to. People that are afraid of Trump. They're like, he's a moderate. He's a moderate in this movement. And believe me, if if you guys f- with him more, someone else is going to come along that's going to resonate with these people that realize they're getting f- And it's going to be just like what's happening in Argentina, where this guy gets elected and he's like, f- everything. Everything's got to go. Everything's got to go. And it's wild because people are very excited about that. There's a, there's a, a groundswell of people that are really f- fed up with this bull being implemented in all sorts of countries all over the world. Ain't it funny how a guy like Joe Rogan can make a complete 180? And trust me, I've heard old clips of Joe Rogan that would make you guys laugh out loud. It's the complete opposite. (coughs) Oh, man, I just hate Trump. You know, I can't stand him. You know, I just can't stand Trump. I mean, look at him. I mean, just how he how he communicates. I just can't stand him. That was Joe Rogan at one time. Now look at him. This nigga damn near has a MAGA hat on. He's 100% right. All those people trying to interfere with democracy, trying to remove Donald Trump from the ballot. If you're going to not like what comes after Trump, uh, just let the people make the choice and uh, be grateful that at his heart, Trump is a moderate. You look at his policies, he is nothing like the ogre that the left make him out to be. In 2020. All right, so now we are moving on. Uh, we got IG models facing life in prison after they did this. This is from O'Shea Duke Jackson. This is just a variety episode. We're just rolling through them, okay? We're just going to be rolling through this episode. We're not going to have any type of breaks. We're not going to have any segments. It's just going to be one whole episode because I've been slacking today. Well, actually, complete opposite. I've actually been working today a lot. So I haven't really had the time to upload what I did this morning. And rather than just have another episode to have to upload later, I just scrap it 
and we're just going through it fresh, all right? Friday night holiday special, O'Shea Duke Jackson. Let's get it. Four, it's all about clout, and everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, and everybody wants to have a great life. But like Kevin Hart says, everybody wants to be famous, but nobody wants to put in the work. And that is what... Funny that he would quote somebody like Kevin Hart, knowing the fact... We went through Kevin Hart a couple days ago. Kevin Hart and Cat Williams going back and forth. Cat um, Williams pointed out Kevin Hart because, well... This is this is the this is the story. Okay? Just a quick a quick brief recap. So the story is Cat Williams, Kevin Hart. They have a long-standing rivalry, a beef if you will. The beef is Cat Williams believes that <coughs> you know, some people are selected, right? doesn't matter how much talent you have. It's not even about who you are in some cases. It's about who you know. If you know somebody who's legit and who's in the business and they find an interest in you, there's not much people can do. Even when it comes to bad music, right? They put bad music on rotation, right? They put bad music on rotation in the radio. And I'm about to really break this shit down. You ever wonder why... You'll hear a song and it's like, yo, what the fuck is this? This is like the worst song ever. But because of the repetition of radio rotation, like the radio plays, like I know people don't really listen to radio like that, but it's still a thing, believe it or not. The radio, right? FM radio is still a thing. If they play that shit over and over and over again, and then they play it in commercials, and then and then you hear other people driving around playing it. The next time it comes on, you're gonna start bopping to it. You're gonna know the you're gonna know the lyrics. Like that's like a, a like a repetition. Like that's like some type of ritual that these people do. It's like terrible music that's played over constantly until you start to like the music because you you hear it all the time. It's crazy if you think about it, but that's that's just kind of what it is. You see with a lot of the ladies who are IG models. Thoughts. Now, again, being an IG model seems like a lucrative career after you've seen people like Amber Rose and even OnlyFans models like Black China come to life. So, everybody else feels that they can do it. And that's what ladies try to do Go on Instagram, chase clout take pictures, hopefully some guy inboxes them with a lot of money and flies them out. But then that doesn't always happen. And what they got to understand is it's a lot of pretty women out there and that's a lot of ladies with body parts out this world, both natural and unnatural. And when you can't get chosen because you don't have the qualities it takes to be a wife or to even be an entrepreneur in the private sector, you got to go and do different things. And what happens there? Well, you start doing anything for money. And people who do anything for money always find themselves in a lot of trouble. Look at Charleston White. He'll do anything for money. And now he's about to go to prison. <coughs> yeah, at least he's arrested. By the way, quick update. He's actually released. Now, I don't know. They're going to try to have him go to like a court date or some shit. But he was released. Uh, I don't remember... 
I don't remember what he said about the situation, but I do remember academics bringing it up in a stream yesterday. But yeah, he's got released. But I agree with O'Shea, but I disagree in a lot of ways. This is what I mean. The only thing that makes Charleston White look bad is the fact that he's 50-something years old, right? Like, if, like respectfully, if you think about it, a motherfucker in their 20s doing some shit that Charleston White is doing would be typical. But because it's Charleston White who's 52, it ain't, it, it's, it's kind of like, you know. But you have other people who are huge supporters of Charleston White. And I don't hate on Charleston White. I just find him to be sort of a, I don't want to say a necessary evil, because I don't see him as an evil person, but I see him as a cloud chaser. You know what I mean? And not and not and I don't say this in a way that bitches like how bitches are clout chasers. I'm saying this in a way that rappers are clout chasers. Like Charleston White is no different than a rapper at this point. He performs. He goes to studios. He does interviews. He advertises clothing. Think about it. People who will do anything for money who are loyal to money or loyal to nothing. And these particular Instagram influencers found out the hard way. Now, one is named Raquel Dolores Antiello of Van Nuys. The other one, Melissa Dufour, was from Florida. She owned a felon clothing line for women who worked out. But we're going to find out what they did in this particular clip. And $2 million worth of cocaine found hidden all over an SUV puts these two women behind bars. These bitches is out here. I'm, I'm just tired of this shit. I'm tired of this shit. Fucking trap queens. These fucking trap. These are these are trap queen assholes. These bitches are using BMF tactics to smuggle drugs and SUVs. We got to talk about it. What the fuck is going on? Big Meech is shaking his head like, what is this? They didn't even get the components right. Shout out to BMF. Shout out to uh, Big Meech. Free Big Meech. Shout out to Little Meech. But God damn, these are, these are failures. UCSO deputies and Border Patrol agents arresting Melissa DeFour of Florida and Raquel Adeola of California, charging them with cocaine trafficking. According to investigators, they were pulled. B word, N word, blah, blah, blah. Like B word, N word, blah, blah, blah. Like over on I 10 yesterday, and when their travel plans didn't add up, the drug dogs were called in and oh. sniffed out all that coke, and there oh, was a lot of it. My God. Deputy searched a vehicle, found several hidden traps of the floorboards and sidewalls that contained more than 217 pounds of the drug. What type of, like I said, once again, shout out to BMF, but what type of secondhand wannabe BMF bullshit? What, what type of BMF bullshit is going on here? What the fuck? Yo. He estimated street value of the Coke, $2.1 <laughs> Wow. Now, how did all of that happen? Well, all they had to do was make it from Houston to Atlanta, but they got pulled over 
right there in Alabama. And to be fair, Alabama and Atlanta, it's not that far. They were actually sort of close. The expedition they were in had Texas dealer plates. Uh, the SUV they were traveling had a back seat that was modified with the still aftermarket component. The SUV floor had been lowered and welded back together to provide more storage room. So a police, so law enforcement saw this shit as just an easy target because they said, well, damn, this car is modified way too much. Okay. Out of state plates from Texas. Well, what are these people doing here? You know what I'm saying? That's sick. And that's where all hell broke loose. All they had to do was pick up the dog, let the dog start sniffing, and boom! 200 pounds of cocaine busted. Guess what they did? Snitch. They pleaded guilty. And you know what? They might even face life in prison and a $10 million in fines. They snitching. The women have been trafficked. They snitching, bro. My nigga. My nigga. My nigga. They're snitching. They are telling the feds. They will bite the cheese. They will bite the cheese. Mighty mice. These are these are mighty mice backdoor mommies, right? These are mighty mice backdoor mommies. These are the accessories that these silly Negroes use to sell their drugs. It's the same thing as like, yo, we got a mule. We got these bitches. We're going to have them put all the pills and shit in their vaginas. Like, are you dumb? You know, when these bitches get caught, they're snitching. Speaking of Charleston White, they'll all be uh, uh, Charleston Whiting. They, they'll be ratting. All right? Ratting. You ratted? All right. <laughs> you ratted? Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, they're ratting. They're snitching. <coughs> they're snitching, bro. They snitching, brother. In drugs since at least November 2022. So they did this to get some money because they got tired of working. And let me tell you guys something, right? Uh, but Fair I enough. My cousin just dear to me. We talked to other. Bitch said, I'm tired of working, so I'm, I'm trapping. You know, I can't. I can't judge a woman because of that. She she was at least working. She's like, man, fuck this job. I'm going to go flip some keys. Like, God damn it. You know, you got niggas on the corner in every hood that only sell dime bags of rock. Like, these bitches said, fuck it. We're going into the market. Very ambitious. I'll give them that. Very ambitious. They said, fuck this nickel and dime shit. Where the keys, nigga? We trapping like that. What the? Absolutely despicable. All that, all that flexing had the BMF tactics, the safety compartments, all that to get pulled over. $2.1 million a blow. That's sick. That's fucking sick. 
um, and we know some other people that have been in prison. And he says, you know what? A lot of the friends that I know are in prison trying to chase a lot of money. They'll get some money and they'll have about a good stretch of six or seven years only to have all that money taken away and do 15 or 20 years in the penitentiary. Damn. It's better to just work. But a lot of people don't want to work. And I want to be honest with you, man. You know, in the black sector of almost anything <laughs> in America, if you want to work, you can build an incredible business. I'm a living witness to tell you that. You know what I mean? If you want to focus on black men, black women, if you're just not a liar and you're willing to do the work right, you can make a lot of money in black America as long as you're a decent person, not lying or doing slimy things just to get money. If you're really passionate about what is like, what is black America? I don't understand that. I just don't get that, you know, in black America. This this is the same Negro. You know, these niggas, this is the same Negro that, that talked about uh, the black manosphere and black Twitter and black social media. It's it's black every day. It's all black every day. With these Negroes, it's absolutely despicable. What you're trying to do, you can build a great business. People do it all the time and you can get more money than you can count. I remember listening to E-40. And you know, I grew up on E-40 from the West Coast. And you know what E-40 said? It's more money in rap music than it is in the streets. Now, we ain't even talking about the other sectors of the entertainment space. Hell, even talking about rappers can get you a lot of money. There's more money. I hate to say this, but like there's more money in high level warehouse positions than in the streets. Can we be honest? Like, really? What does the streets produce? What is the product? in such environment drugs the same thing that helps you hurts the community but people say fuck it I gotta eat they getting what they want I'm getting what I need that's the American way when it comes to drug dealing real real talk real shit As long as a motherfucker gets what they want and I get what I need, I'm good. Now, anything is better than the street life. I hate that anything in terms of making money. You know, what I mean, even if you got to start from the bottom, even if you in, even if, if you got an entry job, entry level, McDonald's, shit like that. That's better than being on the corner all day, bro. That's just, that's facts. You know, having some money in your pocket at the end of the week, every now and then, you know what I mean? It's better than just, just staying stagnant. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, but the problem with these Negroes today, these fucking, I just can't stand these niggas, man. I really can't. Like, these niggas is like Shermhead. Shermhead niggas, man. These are just Shermheads. Niggas just live in oblivion. Like, niggas just have no fucking, no clue on what's what. Which way is up. Niggas is just living ass backwards. And like I said, anything that involves a man getting to the next level on an educational level, that's not that's not acceptable in the black community. <clears throat> you know, a black man doing something unorthodox. Uh, playing the guitar or whatever the fuck. That shit ain't acceptable in the black community. 
You got to fit a description. You got to be the nigger. You got to be the nigger. And the nigger is the dope dealer, the coon. The dope dealer, the one who sells out the community, is the one who sells poison to, to that community. That's the coon. That's the sellout. You're selling the government's drugs. And let's get like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to take it that deep, but real talk, these niggas is selling the government's drugs to other people to destroy them in their own community. That's some government agency shit. A lot of these niggas is selling the government's drugs and have no idea. Until these niggas run down on you. It's holiday season, nigga. Alright? We cooning. But so many people don't want to do the work. So many people don't want to put in the time. And I'm like, damn, how lazy can you be not wanting to put in the time? It's easy to put the time in. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to do it every day, of course it's not easy, easy, but it's better than going to jail. Yeah. Anything is better than going to jail. Yeah. And I'm telling people, right? Niggas is getting hella locked up. <laughs> yeah, I don't even like, that's funny. Niggas is getting hella locked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you feel me? Niggas is getting hella locked up. For what? Dumb shit. What a fucking travesty, bro. Dumb shit. About to go to jail, jail. About to go to jail, jail. Sick. About to go to jail, jail. Coon Life, you know what I mean? Coon Life Entertainment, you know what I mean? Coon Lord Productions, all right? Jungle Bunny Beats. Now, I don't know what you're doing in your life right now, right? (laughs) But I want you, especially if you're a person from the black community, Uh if you feel like you're going to do what British Williams is doing, which is, okay, I'm going to do COVID fraud or oh, I'm going to scam social security numbers and I'm going to do that just so you can have a good life. You'll have a good life for about a year or so. But here's one thing that you got to realize. Uh, the person you're doing with it is going to tell on you. Writing. They're going to tell. There it is. I said it in the beginning. The writing, all right? Want to go to jail, Jill? She like, no, I ain't. I know this person, that person. I got the drugs last week from this guy. What the? Code of the streets, ethic of the streets, gone, vanished. Vanished, no more honor. Vanished. Niggas let 6ix9ine, like, vacate the fucking country, went to the Dominican Republic, and started dropping shit over there. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. We got world tour rats, all right? A lot of cheese biting worldwide. Niggas is ratting and touring the world. I can't believe this shit. I really can't. There's no doubt about it. They're going to tell on your ass, all right? Ratty? Once they do tell on you, all right, you're going to jail. Jail, jail. all that time you were sitting in jail, jail, four years, five years, it could have been time, and if you'd have put that time based on something else, you'd be close to having generational wealth. All you gotta do is just stay focused. Of course, money don't grow on trees. We all know that. 
but you got an opportunity where you can work in the industry, you can save money, you can put money into the stock market, you know what I mean, and just let it sit there. I mean, there's opportunities for doing money all the time, especially in America. We ain't talking about, you know, living in Africa or, or living in Uganda where, you know, it might not be as many opportunities. Y'all live in America. And I didn't understand my privilege as an American until I left. But God damn it, Americans have privilege. You have a lot of opportunity. You know what I'm saying? You got the ability to do a lot of stuff. I'm talking about get all kind of money. You know, people have business network meetings and all kind of business functions and corporate meetings and speed networking events. All of that is just money, money, money. I mean, you have conferences and, and, and people you can collaborate with. I'm telling you, man, like, what else do you need? You know, like in Europe, you don't really get that for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Like America has everything you need to make money. I never I never would have thought he would have this talking point ever. Shout out to O'Shea Duke Jackson. He's making a lot of points. Okay? He's making a lot of points. The problem is we as American blacks, we don't look at ourselves as privileged ever. We will always look at ourselves as victims compared to black people other than the American Negro around the world who live in different situations, under different circumstances, under different leadership, even though this leadership sucks. Economically, even in the position that we are at now as a country, it's still 10 times better than other places. And black people, American blacks, not African-American, American blacks, or how about the foundational blacks, the, the foundation, the foundational blacks of America, the American blacks have an abundance of opportunity. It's just that, you know, they're not the ones that that go for it. And because they didn't get anything handed to them, they're mad at the next person for going for the opportunity and getting for what they worked for and deserved. I'm telling you, any any sector you want to get into healthcare, tech, you have junior college, you have community college, you have student loans. And I know that student loans is a big problem, but you don't need to steal, man. There's so much money out there that you can get. And we're not even talking about the international market if you get onto that. Because like right now I'm living in Africa as an American and there's so much opportunity every day, I can't even get it all. Really. You, you, you just can't. All you gotta do is stay true to yourself, man. And I'm begging people, don't mess around and get your ass locked up. Or doing something stupid. That money you could have made regularly. You know what I'm saying? Like it's people wasn't It's hard. I know what he's saying. But then again, this brother lives in Africa. You know what I'm saying? Good for you, my king. But uh pause. I'll never call a nigga a king. But good for you, sir. But here in America, let me tell you how shit work in America, my nigga, because you know what I mean? All that pan-African shit, that's cool. That's your whole thing. I'm about, you know, full-blooded Americanism, nigga. That's what I'm about. I'm a pan-American. How about that? You know what I mean? I'm a neo-Negro American. I'm going to start a group called the Neo-Negro Americans. And it doesn't sound... It's not as nefarious as it sounds. It just... It's, it's catchy. 
the neo-Negroes of America, all right? Um, the NNLA, the neo-Negroes of America. And what we believe in is uh, patriotism, the love of this country, and the people within it, in- including the whites, but only the righteous whites. Um, literally, right, white, white people on the right, those are the only people that you know, we will work with and acknowledge as brothers of this country, of this great land that we call the United States of America. This whole African shit, like, yeah, that's cool. They got shit going on there. That's crazy. We're in America. In America, there's a lot of opportunities that people just don't want to take. It's not just black people, but we're talking about the blacks. The blacks! The blacks! Talking about black folk. We're talking about niggas, all right? <laughs> we are talking about the niggas, like myself, the black. The American black of this country. Um, the one pattern that I notice. And it's just for me, from my perspective, growing up and being sort of one of those people in the beginning that didn't want to work, that didn't want to do this, didn't want to do that. And wondering why I have no money, wondering why, you know, I ain't doing this. I ain't doing that like everybody else. Not that that really even matters, but just using this as a reference. We tend to have this belief that we're told that we're victims, yet we victimize ourselves and one another but we claim to be victims right but then become the victimizer when it comes to solving issues basic issues and the black community ends in a fist fight at the very least niggas at least squaring up catching the fade or a nigga getting gunned down either way it's victims victimizing victims And it's the victim blaming, it's the victim, it's like the blame shifting in terms of race-related issues to economic issues and social issues. And people not, black folks really not being able to work together like that because it's always some bullshit or somebody's trying to get the upper hand or somebody trying to get one over on somebody. That's just what it is. You know, if, if you're fortunate to meet other people and just be able to network and work with them. It, the whole, like from my perspective, the racial tribe shit means nothing to me because you can be around a group of people that look like you, but have none of the interests that you have. And you may meet people outside of your race who have the same interests that you have. The only thing that separates you is the appearance. So that's when you as a man or as a woman, do some, you know, uh, critical thinking, like does an appearance really break down a person or because I, because I identify with a person physically, does that really make him my brother or sister? We got to start thinking like this, especially if we want to better ourselves, you know, what people want to better their communities, but they're fucked up. So work on yourself. And then the process of building yourself up, you can possibly drop jewels to other people if they're in, if they're in need of it. If not, fuck it. They can go about their business. But these bitches, you know, they said, fuck it. $2.1 million? I mean, shit. For such a risk, I wouldn't do it. Wink, wink. (laughs) I wouldn't do it. Wink, wink. 
there would be no way I would do it. Two point one million, wink, wink. No way I would do it. Wink, wink. But hey, you gotta, you gotta be willing to. That's that's something that comes with consequences. The thing about women, and this is just a simple or a complex example, right? Like, short-term benefits can lead to long-term consequences. If you want the shortcuts, if you want to take shortcuts and, you know, do things the non-ethical way, you're going to have to be ready for the things that come with it. If not, what the fuck you doing it for? You know, a quick come up can turn into a long sentence in the penitentiary. Something to think about, kids and adults. A lot of you fucking adults need to hear this shit, too, especially the blacks, niggas. I don't know what's going on with the blacks. Anyway, now we're about to just get into the 304 section, right? Well, we already started off the 304 section with uh, these boss bitches, IG thoughts that said, fuck it, we, we selling keys. Um, now we got female teachers uh, found sexually assaulting uh, students. Good times. A disturbing new trend happening in schools across America. Female teachers taking it. I stand corrected. Shout out to Jesse Waters. Shout out to Fox News. Advantage of underage male students and committing sexual assault against them. Cute. We're noticing a pattern with nice. many of these cases. They're using iPhones and Ooh. social media oh. in order to target the victim. Take 24-year-old Ricky Lynn Lawton, for example. She worked as a special ed teacher in Missouri. Jesus. When she allegedly sent naked pictures and videos of herself to a 16-year-old student over Snapchat. God damn. I know that 16-year-old nigga felt like a king. I'm not trying to make this funny, but you got to realize, <coughs> as a man, it's different for boys. It's different for young boys for obvious reasons. Do you understand? Like, what do you think the whole teacher kink thing comes from? There's guys who are turned on by women with the high heels who look like teachers and shit. That, that's a turn on for a lot of guys. Where does that come from? Is it art imitating life or life imitating art? Right now we're seeing life imitate art. And then asked him to send pictures of himself in return. And then things escalated. Nice. He says Ricky kissed him buns. and invited him over to her house oh. to have sex oh. while her husband was out of town. Yo, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. See this shit? Do y'all see this? Do you hear this? My bad. Y'all can't see it. What the? Niggas is like, what? Do you hear this shit? What the? What the fuck? Yo, come on, man. Stop it. Cheating on the husband? And the wife is a whole perv. She's a fucking perv. Sick. And Ricky was charged with six different felonies. 27-year-old Reagan Anderson, a former teacher and coach from South Carolina, is facing two counts of sexual battery on a student. She allegedly used Snapchat to send the teen naked photos. Nice. And then there's 38-year-old Lydia Pinto. Old one, Lydia okay. She's in the older demo, so you know she's a pervert. You had the younger bitches, they're just freaks. The young bitches, they're freaks. The one woman, she's a fucking demon because she has a whole husband. And waited for the husband to go out of town to invite the boy to the crib. 16 years old. He's a boy. Let's just keep it real. 
I mean, he's a young soldier. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's a young soldier, but he's still a boy. He's a teen. High school gym teacher and coach. And the victim reported Lydia abused him when he was around 14. Oh. And continued doing so until his senior year. Nice. So what's going on here? Joining me now, host of Takedown with Chris Hansen and the Predators I've Caught podcast, Chris oh, Hansen. Oh, the GOAT? They, they got the GOAT? Now nah, hold up. Now nah, he needs his own music. Nope. 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 Ladies and gentlemen. The man who is responsible for Dateline NBC's to catch a predator, to catch a fucking predator, Chris Hansen, guys. Chris Hansen. Sorry, that deserves that. <coughs> Chris Hansen to catch a predator, Dateline NBC. One of the best shows of all time. Nowadays, thank God for the internet, right? Or thank God for YouTube. Because because of that, like, there's marathons. Like, there's like a, I think like a four-hour video of every episode from like season one to four of Dateline to Catch a Predator. This guy's a legend, all right? Why is this trend seemingly picking back up again now? I think you have better reporting, Jesse. I think you have awareness on the part of victims who are no longer as afraid as they once were to come forward. And I think you have parents who see suspicious behavior on the part of their children, then they can check cell phones, iPads, all kinds of other digital media. and. The evidence is right there. These are criminals, these female teacher predators, but they're not smart criminals, and they leave a digital footprint. Mm. Some are suggesting because of the COVID pandemic, people were remote for so long. Now all these teachers are back in the class with the students, and they just can't control themselves. You know, one of the questions I'm asking. <laughs> Yo, they're predators. My nigga, they are fucking predators. <laughs> These bitches are out. They're predators, dude. They're fucking pred. Do y'all believe me now? Am I still a misogynist? Do y'all believe me now when I say women are predatory? Especially these type of women. They going after young teen dick. Emotional damage. They going after young teen penis. Be gone, fuck. Absolutely despicable. Most frequently about our predator investigations, do you find women predators? And in our cases, we do not, because these are guys who go online, they like to meet a stranger, a child, groom them, and then meet for sex. In female predator cases, they don't like the anonymity. They like to know their victim. So this is a case where they see their victim, they have power and control over their victim, and they're reliving this fantasy. And what we're also seeing is a lot of fetish porn involving teacher student sex. And so, what did I say? I didn't listen to this, by the way. Once again, I, I always have to, I always have to prove this, just so it doesn't seem like I listened to this beforehand. 
I took no notes about this. <clears throat> what do I bring up about these teachers, right? They're fetishized in pornography, right? The hot, sometimes it's younger women. Realistically, it's older women who are attractive, who are fuckable, who are dressed a certain way, and it becomes a kink. Now you got the teachers who are actually dressed that way, looking that way, fucking the young boys. Predatory behavior. If you're into this sort of thing, how long is it going to be before the fantasy is no longer good and you have to act out on it? And that's what we're seeing now. That's, that's interesting that the women want the intimacy and the men want the anonymity. Tell us about your series now, because I was a huge fan of To Catch a Predator. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate that. For 20 years now, we've been going after men who try to meet and sexually assault children online. In the new Takedown series, which is on my streaming crime network, True Blue, we continue that tradition and embed with law enforcement across the country. And we have probably 60 new episodes up on True Blue right now, along with other crime investigative documentaries that we do. All right, check it out. Chris Hansen, everybody, thank you so much. Thank you, Jesse. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Hey, Yo, shout out, shout out to those niggas, man. Fox for uh, letting a real one on, man. Chris Hansen, guys. Jesus. You know what I mean? Catching these fucking pedos, man. The good old days, if you ask me, I mean, like I said, I'm a piece of shit, though. But even a piece of shit like me, it's one thing I can't stand. It's a predator, right? A child predator. Um, you know, if I was Chris Hansen, you know, I'd have had a couple of thugs that looked like police officers. Wink, wink. They might lock them up. A gun might come out of the holster and fire four times on accident. Wink, wink. You know, I would have handled things a little bit more different, but that's why Chris Hansen is in his position. And I have nothing to do with catching predators because we're not release. It's no catch and release. No, we're we're cooking these niggas. They gotta go. They gotta go. Fuck you talking about the judge. The judge. Let the weapon be the judge, okay? Letting these fucking foul predators and shit, you know, go out here um, sexually terrorize and really just. Um, corrupt young innocent children boys and girls these guys are sick it's inexcusable you know what I mean we got two videos to go seven minutes total we are close to an hour and 15 minutes which which is going pretty good I get to get the fuck out of here in two hours so at the very least, I can do another 30 minutes if I need to, you know what I mean? But without further ado, let's continue. Um, how modern women in 304s took L's 2023. You are now listening to the gospel of Alex. Alex. Drop those scriptures. What are we doing is the 
question for real. 2023 has been a sad year for the ladies. They've been taking L's all year long. <laughs> Why'd she come on here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why'd she come on here and start cooking these bitches like that, yo? Yo, why she violating? Hold up, I gotta bring that back. This bitch, this bitch hopped on and just started violating. 2023 has been a sad year for the ladies. They've been taking L's all year long, and they going out with a finale. Oh. You got Chris Sean out here, somebody who can't even make three complete sentences being pregnant and being somebody's mama. Oh my God. You got her fighting with Blueface, other baby mama over a Blueface. Oh. You got Monica getting her heart broken by a man in prison. You got Summer Walker possibly being pregnant by Lil Meech, being a mother of four under 30 by three different men. Oh. You got God. Watch Jazzy online bragging about being pregnant by Cam Newton. Meanwhile, Cam Newton on his podcast bragging about how she was packing his bags and rubbing his back to get him through all of that cheating that he was doing on her that she stuck through. You got grown women like Tamar and Tommy online fighting over men. You got all of these IG models who keep popping up with these married women's husbands. You got Cardi announcing that she's single because Offset is continuing to embarrass her. You got all of these socialites dropping these long dissertations about divorces that they about to have from husbands because the husband won't stop embarrassing cheating on them. You got Ashanti who waited 43 years just to end up still being somebody's baby mama. You got Kiki Palmer and her toxic situation between her and her baby daddy. You got Sexy Red out here pregnant by God knows who, but may possibly be the man who leaked the sex tape of her. You got light-skinned Keisha who used to do all of that talking just to end up being a baby mama to a man who barely be seeing his kid. Truly, <laughs> it has just been an embarrassing year for the ladies. 2024, I truly hope the girls tighten up because by this point, they ain't doing nothing but sharing men, getting pregnant by the same men, and we having to have family trees explaining the breakdown of who babies belong to who. Oh, my Extremely God. Extremely embarrassing. Tighten wow. Up. Oh. You know what's funny? Nah, hold up. Mm mm. I had a I had a I had to stop that. That that was that was momentum right there. There was a lot of energy, a lot of focus, a lot of dedication, and just a whole lot of momentum. Okay, hold on. Hold on, man. Hold on. Let me let me see something here. My 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 shit is fucking up. Bluetooth audio, you piece of shit. Bluetooth audio. You piece of shit. Hold up, hold up. Or that she still left stuff out. Like, she didn't mention anything about Tia Mari leaving her husband and bragging about being single and how free she is just to go running back to the man in less than two years. She didn't say anything about Tiana Taylor getting a divorce, claiming that her husband is cheating on her when they used to have threesomes together. Wow. She also didn't say anything about Miss Mariah Mills dressing up like cartoon characters for Zion for the whole year, thinking she was his main piece, just for him to get another girl pregnant and secure the bag <laughs> with her and then cut Mariah Mills off completely cold turkey. Yikes. Hell, she didn't even say anything about Kayla Nicole, who spent five years getting no money spent on her. Because I don't know none of these bitches. I'm going to tell you like this, straight up. And I put that on the Heavenly Father. 
I put that on my soul. I know nothing about none of these bitches that this nigga's bringing up. These Negroes, these gossip column Negroes, okay? These fucking church pew conversational Negroes need to relax. All this information about petty dick suckers, professional glorified cum guzzlers is out of pocket. The fact that you know where these bitches are sleeping around is questionable, respectfully. Where the next bitch is sucking dick is of none of my concern. I want nothing to do with these types of women. Okay? But these, like I said, gossip column, gossip column, fucking um, um, shade room, grown ass Negro conversational value. It's at an all time, like, we talking about bimbos, people, respectfully. Now, you know, Brittany Renner, nobody hears from Brittany Renner anymore, which is kind of weird. You think about it. No talk about Brittany Renner anymore after she had another emotional, psychological, mental fucking breakdown in front of the world, you know. But all these other women are in such a hurry to take her position. And they pretty much have the same result, uh, the same conclusion, a broken, miserable mess. I Travis Kelsey lied and said he was a cheater, which Taylor Swift didn't care about, then wrote an open letter to black women looking for support that she didn't get. Kayla Nicole caught one of the meanest L's of the entire year, sitting there giving out free coochie for absolutely nothing, then get married to the man, played the game completely backwards. But you know what? You can't remember everything. There was so many L's this year. I'm sure y'all gonna put stuff in the comments that I forgot too. But the point is, she reinforced my point that 304s aren't winning and modern women are not women. The feminine traditional women are still the only ones who are secure, wrapped up with a man being provided for at the end of the day. And y'all don't have to believe me because this time it came out of a woman's mouth. Hell, I probably just missed some things. I'm sure y'all gonna write some more stuff that happened in the comments. But the point is, ladies, right? if you want to have a happy productive, fruitful 2024, please stop listening to following modern women and please stop following modern feminism, okay? First wave feminism, fine. Second wave feminism, fine. Third and fourth wave feminism is the devil. To be real with you, and I already knew this guy was on this shit, most guys today, no wave feminism. No. No wave feminism. A lot of guys is just not into the wave. I'm not into none of the waves. I'm not trying to catch any waves. You know, I'm the wave master. I make my own waves. I don't care about these fucking feminist bitches. These feminist bitches are really repulsive. You understand me? Like, they really make me sick to my fucking stomach. You understand? Number one, just to go through that video, you don't need to know shit about none of these hoes. You can listen to a couple of episodes that I go over of actual women breaking down on fucking TikTok talking about men. You don't got to know none of these bitches. Hear their stories. They're willing to put it out there and see for yourself. Don't take my word for it, right? These bitches are legitimate sluts. And it's time that men understand that we don't have to tell them, you know, 
we don't have to tell them flat out, but we can just we can sense it. Like, yeah, she's a three hundred four. Like, what's what do you expect from these women? You know, these aren't even women that would be looked at as um, an option for a good time. Like, these are these are women that guys would have to tolerate long term. So they simply do a smash and pass. And plus, a lot of these guys already know that these bitches are only out here for the money any fucking way. She out here for the bag. She head bopping for the bag. She head bopping for the bag. Oh, my God. Despicable. Despicable, man. Inexcusable. 642. What we got left? We got one video left. Okay. All right, here we go. Wait, matter of fact, yeah, let's play this. I'm going to talk about this after. I'm going to play this entire video. The video is only uh, three minutes and 16 seconds, but it's a lot to take in. So let's go through it. Modern women can be so thick headed. They will get on their knees. Pray and ask God that he blesses them with a great man. A man who will be able to give them the world. A man who will be able to love and cherish them. Someone who will be able to provide. You know, bring security, peace. The kind of stuff that women ask for in men, right? This man will walk right past them. This man will be served to them on a silver platter. This man will approach them. Guess what? They will dismiss these type of men. They will disrespect them, humiliate them, right? Anything to go and choose the one that will show disrespect. Uh -huh. The one that will beat the life out of them day and night. Uh -huh. The one who will give them a thousand kids and not ever take care of them. Mwah. 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 The one that they will have to work to take care of. Right? Mwah. The kind of men who will treat them like they are trash. These are the types of men that they are able to show respect to. These are the types of men that they choose. These are the types of men that they will sacrifice everything for. Later on, these same women, you know, these same women who cannot take accountability for nothing, these same loose mole women Go ahead. Go ahead. will stand there Go ahead. and say that there aren't any good men on this planet. Go ahead. That they were unlucky. Mm -hmm. You know how? Uh -huh. These were choices that they made. Go ahead. Cook. Times and times again. Cook. Cook. Cooker. Cook them. These same modern women will choose to let this man go in and out of them day and night. Go ahead. Cook. Knowing cooker. that cook this man doesn't really need me. Cook He doesn't want me. Yep. He's just using me. Okay. Go ahead. The kind of men who will leave them uh -huh. over and over again. Yep. 
But guess what? They will always choose to open the door and allow these kind of men to enter yep. their lives. Go ahead. Pookie, Ray Ray, go ahead. So then... Later on, they want a high-value men to come in. Yep, chads, turbo and chads. And give them 100%. Giga chads, go ahead. love, mm-hmm. you know, emotional support. Go ahead. Companionship, you name it, they yep. want 100% of it. Go ahead, keep going. They aren't going to give that man 100%. Uh-uh. But anyways, let's keep it short. Okay, see that? See that? Music mogul and rapper Sean Diddy Cone. I don't know why I looped that, but go fuck yourself. All right, so there's all the videos to go through. But she was saying everything. <coughs> sort of rapid fire. But she was cooking. The bitch was cooking. I'll say that. The bitch was cooking. Do you understand me? The bitch was cooking. And I say bitch as a term of, of, of endearment. The homegirl was cooking. All right. Frying you bitches. Now, I can say bitch because it's describing you type of hoes that she's referring to. Okay, the type of bitches that she is referring to as a woman. That woman was referring to a lot of you bitches. Okay, And um, unrealistic expectations. Like it's it's a it's almost a mixture of moving the goalposts. It's moving the goalposts while claiming to want a high-value man. Most women, they can want a high-value man. I can want a supermodel girlfriend. The reality of it is my situation is not in that position to obtain that. I I can acknowledge that. Most women can't acknowledge it. It doesn't matter in some cases, even if you're super attractive, you're not going to be in the same perimeters as those high value men. You won't. And even if you were all the options that man would have, you would just be. You would be a woman that a guy would walk past, (coughs) won't even acknowledge him. You know what I mean? Like. But. Unrealistic expectations. She wants a nice guy after she's dealt with the bad boys. Everybody knows that, right? It's a red, it's a, it's a, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't even call it a red flag. It's a yellow flag. When a woman immediately talks about how she's dealt, she's dealt with jerks. Well, actually, no, that's a red flag. Actually, no, this is a red flag in general. Like, If she's saying that she's looking for a nice guy, a guy who's not mean, a guy who's not a jerk, she's projecting. Those are the guys that she's dealt with. Those are the guys that she allowed to pop her. And they popped off early. You being the nice guy that she's into, she's she's expecting you to play by the rules. But Chad, Tyrone, Pookie, Ray Ray, Tay Tay, Riri, Man Man, Twan, you know what I'm saying? Um... Uh, fucking Juan, all these type of niggas ran in the bitch's guts already. And half of the time that you waited, you took her out on how many dates? She slept with one guy last year with a Netflix and chill. Shit is brutal out here, man. And these women got to a point where 
Oh, she has all the bad boys out of her system. That's how they say it. I got it out of my system. As if, you know, she's she's born again. Can you believe this shit? These women are whores and claiming to be born again. Absolutely despicable. Unacceptable behavior. Um, an atrocity, to say the least. Um, these bitches. And like I said, guys, a lot of guys aren't really better. But even the guys who are better, they're not out here fucking showcasing and, and bragging about miscellaneous bullshit. That's all, that's what hoes do. Hoes be out here. Bitches be out here celebrating the struggle, man. I can't believe this shit. You ever wonder why these hoes celebrate the struggle? Like how you celebrate and and glorify misery? These bitches are pathetic. Bitches only live off of gossip. Like they live off of gossip, drama. You know what I'm saying? bullshit that the next person is doing because without that they got to deal with their fucking pathetic meaningless fucking existence of life they don't have nothing they don't have nothing better to do these shade room bitches all these shea butter ass bitches I'm sick and tired of these hoes all of them western women in general they're just they're sickening they're not even like like i hate to say it like that like but realistically like they're not even appealing like that because in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, and this is just me. I'm a piece of shit. Like, how many guys been through this bitch? You know what I'm saying? Like, because I'm a piece of shit. Because I know that I'm a piece of shit. But like, how many guys been through this bitch? You know what I mean? Like, snooty ass bitch. You know what I'm saying? Because you know a hoe that thinks highly of herself, she's a slut. And not, and I'm not saying this to be like super direct, but think about it. A woman who presents herself, and it's always the same type of women, right? Not all, not all, but most. The women that are on social media, especially, right? They have this, it's a female bravado. It's the only way I can describe it. It's like an ego that they have, but their ego is only based off of the guys that give her the attention. It's like the guys have given this bitch wings like, and she's flying, shitting on niggas, right? Okay, so it comes to a point where it's like, all right, you know, all that's cool and all, but what about five years from now? You know, bitches that's like 21 years old, they're not thinking. They going to parties and shit, getting drunk, taking designer drugs and shit, <coughs> identifying as pansexual and all types of retarded foolishness, right? <coughs> they're not thinking like, okay, five years down the line, well, you know, where am I going to be? How going to be at the same club? She might be in a different city. She's going to be in the same type of institution. She's going to be in a party, getting drunk, getting tossed around. Bitches ain't shit. But then when they're five years even further down the line, so we went from 21 to 26 to 31. Oh, 31. She's desperate. She got four or five dating apps. You know what I'm saying? Four or five dating app accounts. Cause she don't know. She no longer has that party. She no longer has that uh, that spirit to go out there and party and keep up with the young bitches. She knows she's done. She's through. These women today, they can't age gracefully. They got to try to keep up with the Kardashians. It's pathetic. All right. There's more beautiful women out there to idolize than some fucking Kim Kardashian. All right. Sick and tired of these fucking women. Western women, they're burnt the fuck out. 
This is why niggas like me got to spurg out on these bitches. They're fucking retarded. Then a woman with fucking decency, common sense comes along and they go, oh, that's a pick me. No, that's a bitch with common. Excuse me. That's a woman with common sense. All right. That ain't a bitch like y'all. Y'all a bunch of hood boogers, man. Fucking human stereotypes. Shit is embarrassing. We already dealt with this. This year has been incredible. In the sense of the episode that I can remember, like one of the episodes that stick out this year the most for me was the Walmart shit. Because I had no idea that Walmarts were closing, Walgreens was closing, Rite Aids were closing. All these stores were closing due to theft. A.K.A. a lot of Negroes out here in mass numbers running amok in groups stealing merchandise. That was a heavy one to go through because I'm like, dude, from Colorado to Chicago. Really? To Atlanta? Stop it. And they're just closing. They say they plan on closing more stores next year. They're going to close another uh, another set of stores. Now, I already said this before, like this is what I think. This is why I think this country is wicked. These cocksuckers, they're going to go to Indonesia. They're going to go to India. You feel me? They're going to go to they're going to go overseas and, and, and have a Walmart. We keep fucking around. They're going to move the shit. They say, fuck America. Because <clears throat> these niggas are saying, fuck America. So when the white man says, fuck America, that's when you know it's bad. Niggas been saying, fuck America since the 70s. Shit will never change. You understand? I'm not saying for me. Cause I'm an American, so I don't, I don't I don't get down with fuck America. I get down with fuck people that say fuck America, and I don't care what race you are. You see what I mean? Um, these other, like I said, man, these fucking soapbox concession stand Negroes, like this is absolutely pathetic. You know what I mean? Like all this white man's the devil type of behavior. This is this is demonic activity, man. Niggas is living demonic lives. Don't even know it. They got entities on them and shit. Got fucking deities and, and demons on them and shit. You, you feel me? Niggas need to shower in holy water. Niggas is spiritually wicked out here. You understand? We went over these disgusting, despicable, slut-worthy teachers out here corrupting the young minds of these teen boys. Of course, this is not going to be mainstream level because they're boys. They're okay, right? That's how the media sees it. This ain't headlining, but if this was a guy going after young women, best believe there would be a fucking documentary hosted hosted by Chris Hansen himself, okay? But it's, it's just pathetic. I'm just sick and tired of this shit. And nobody, nobody wants to point out the foolishness, right? Because all you niggas, y'all all gambling for pussy. Niggas go out here dating bitches. Y'all gambling for pussy, my nigga. That's the only, like, for me personally, you're gambling for pussy. You're better off buying a trick. Most guys, like, yo, think about it. What are most guys dating for? What, not even dating. What most? What are most guys trying to date women for? Sex. So some guys think it's a, it's a shortcut to spend a lot of money so the woman knows that the guy is supposedly interested, even though he wants sex. 
There's other guys who are like, okay, this is just what it is. He ain't going to put in a lot of effort because realistically, he doesn't know the woman like that. You see what I mean? This is why the coffee dates and women go, oh, these guys are cheap. All right, I'm cheap. Fuck you. Fuck your life. Fuck your mama. I don't give a fuck. I'm cheap. Nigga. Shout out to the Jewish people, nigga. I'm I'm a I'm a Jew. I'm I'm broke. I'm broke when I have money. I don't got shit. I don't got nothing to give you. I don't got time, energy, or resources for you to obtain, bitch. How about that? Because bitches want to play snooty. Motherfuckers don't got time for that shit, man. Bitch, you better fucking go somewhere. I got work to go to. I got shit I got to do. You fucking trifling ass bitch. These bitches are treacherous. They got nothing else going on in their lives. So they got to be concerned about what the next person is doing. Telling you, a lot of you men out there, y'all come across these old bitches, right? Because it's almost, we're already an hour and 40 minutes in. I'm about to wrap this up. It's my final word. Y'all come across these bitches going forward. We're going into 2024. All y'all bit all y'all, all y'all niggas that's dealing with these bitches back in 2023, when she walks out or when you walk away, keep that shit where it's at. Don't go into the next year with these old ass bitches that ain't about shit. Cause you're gonna deal with the same fucking problems and the same repercussions that you chose in dealing with these funky ass hoes to begin with. Okay? New year, make the new year a new start. Don't go along with the New Year's resolution shit. If you wasn't building up to a point to have a resolution or if you didn't have anything planned out or mapped out as a plan or a goal rather than just a thought for the new year, hang it up. All right. May 2024 be about progression. Only looking into the past when it comes to introspection. And not looking into the past for an emotional or to reminisce. None of that bullshit. We moving forward 2024. First of all, it's going to start with a new president. Well, it's going to end. The year's going to end with a new president. Now, that president is Donald Trump. Fuck Colorado. I'll tell you that. Colorado can eat a dick. I don't give a fuck about Mel Mountains anyway. Only thing y'all niggas had was good was weed. But y'all a bunch of liberals. So it's the only reason why y'all got weed. See, there's a trade-off. I want to tell y'all some real nigga shit. Like, this is something I just figured out, right? Think about it. Work with me, right? So the places that got marijuana, right, the places that legalized marijuana are against the gun law. And then the people that have the right to bear arms in certain places, they're heavy against marijuana. Did y'all ever figure that shit out? Florida, for example. You can go outside with a fucking gun as long as it's licensed to you, registered to you, whatever. No problem. If you get caught with a blunt, they're locking you the fuck up over a blunt. But you got the cannon on you. See, that's crazy. See, that's the reason why I can't really chill in a lot of red states. You know, I'm so used to the blue. You know, I'm so used to these worthless crybaby Democrats that I I can't, I, I wouldn't be able to to really get along with a lot of these red state people. It's like, damn, nigga, I'm trying to smoke a joint. Y'all trying to lock a nigga up? I don't even have a weapon on me. But goddamn. That's just something to think about. It's weird how politics work. One side 
which is pretty much liberals that would go, okay, marijuana should be legal. I'm with this shit. I'm with the shits. Sure. Legalize marijuana. They actually legalized it. I'm like, oh shit. All right. But eventually I went right back to buying weed off of, off of my niggas. Why? Because they overprice everything. And the weed ain't even that good. Like niggas, I niggas, I get weed from like, yo, how much weed I got on me? Bro, I got so much weed going into the holiday that I'm I'm gonna be good for like another week. I don't even have to worry about smoking weed for another week. You know what I mean? And the shit I got is potent. I I can't even smoke a whole joint doing a podcast. I put the shit out. At my house, I got an empty cigarette pack with half a joints and half a blunts that I put out. At least seven of them. Now it's gonna be nine of them because I got two of them here. But that's the uh, that's the kind of catch twenty two of it, right? Like smoking weed, nine times out of ten, that's gonna be a big issue with you carrying firearms because they're gonna always expect you being impaired or you being intoxicated or under the influence. It's a it's a very shitty situation, but. That's just a quick ender for a bigger episode. As I always say, it is Friday, the end of another day. So in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. I'm going to try to have this uploaded and have this shared by the time I leave. I got about an hour and 30 minutes to do so. But until next time, I am signing out. Peace.